This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Sydney Living Museums, caring for 12 of the most important historic houses, gardens and museums in New South Wales. Immerse your primary and secondary students in excursions at the place where history actually unfolded. Explore over 23 curriculum-linked programs today via sydneylivingmuseums.com.au forward slash education. Thank you for downloading this podcast brought to you by Teacher Magazine. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. Professor Nam Barr delivered the closing keynote address at last month's Excellence in Professional Practice Conference on the Gold Coast. Her keynote, titled Personal Attributes, Developing the Hidden Qualities in Quality Teaching, examined the concept of quality in teaching and the personal attributes of teachers that are central to the teacher-learner relationship. In this special episode, we'll be sharing the highlights from Nan's keynote address at EPIC. She began her keynote by discussing what makes a quality teacher. I think at the moment we've thought a lot about how we build teachers, how we build them um, to go into the classrooms and how we build them once they're there. And we try to think about what the elements are that you need to put together to build this teacher. And we think about different sorts of teachers. I mean, they're romanticised in the movies. Um, teachers that have wonderful qualities and so forth that are transformational. And I think about um, people in my life that have been transformational to me. It's hard to imagine, I know, but I was a bit of a difficult child. And uh, teachers made the difference, really. Mum was, you know, taking me off to the doctors to have my head shaved to try and find out what was going wrong in there. Uh, if there was anything, but the teachers made a difference in my life and transformed me. Well, maybe I was always going to be okay. You never know. But certainly the qualities of a teacher are much more, I think, than the suite of competencies that we list and much more than the things that we try to build individually. During her keynote, Nan said that when you think about what makes a quality teacher... You don't tend to think of the people who understand government policy or curriculum standards. Rather, you think about the personal attributes of teachers that make a difference to the learner. In this clip, Nan is discussing what she means exactly when she uses the word quality. This is from Piersy. What I mean and everybody else means by the word quality cannot be broken down into subjects and predicates. This is not because quality is so mysterious, but because quality is so simple, immediate and direct. This is why quality cannot be defined. I I think it can be, but if we do define it, we're defining something less than quality itself. So by define, I take it as being pulling apart and looking at the pieces. And that's what I'd like to challenge in terms of the way we're working on the development of teachers both pre-service and in-service. But that doesn't mean that we can't know what quality is. And teachers know, we know, I know. When I, when I think back to Mrs Clark in Grade 8 and the work that she, she did with me, all she really did was acknowledge me. She said, you know, you've got some things to be proud of, Nan. And I thought, really? Holy snapping ducks. It was, it, it was quite extraordinary, really, because that had never been. It had always been, Nan, sit down, Nan, shut up, Nan, you know. 
wouldn't they? I'd never said shut up, you're not allowed to say that in school. Not in, in the last millennium when I was a child. But certainly, uh, certainly it, w- it was an issue. Um, and having somebody validate me and be interested in me and find something that I was good at meant the world to me as a 12-year-old. It was just unbelievable. And we had a relationship that, that really was quite productive. And she, I thought that it was all about me, but of course she was the same with all of the other kids. You know, She found something beautiful about everybody and let them know. And there was a quality about her that was much, so much beyond her as a competent teacher. It's not enough just to identify that there are other qualities that are brought to bear. Because in actual fact, being a professional teacher, I believe, is about understanding how these things work with the learning, with the outcomes that you desire. It's not just a matter of having particular qualities and picking people that have them and saying, in you go into the classroom. It's, there's a professional element to it that we'll go into. So we have professional standards. Here they are, 37 of them. There's not a single one of them that I wouldn't want to have. Not a single one. I've been, I've been part of the picture of creating them. I mean, we quibble about the words, don't we? You know, this word's better than that word. But really, every bit of it needs to be there. But it's still not enough because that's a list of competencies. Some of the issues discussed in this keynote are also explored in great detail in Nan's monograph in the Australian Education Review. In this clip, Nan discusses the way the community views teachers and explores why the work of teachers is sometimes thought of as invisible. Part of the story that I, that I discuss in that monograph is that, as you're well aware, much of the work that teachers do is invisible. People don't understand it. There's a naive community view that just responds to basically um, the, idea, the ideas they've formed around teachers from having been students for decades. They've seen teachers do things and they think that teachers question, plan, they know all that stuff, but they actually don't understand those other elements. So we've got the personal attributes, but we've also got that, that broader stuff around around teaching that needs to be understood as well. That is, teachers who have a very good understanding of policy, of curriculum, of um, how they can be um, present information and be and how they can be account- made accountable. They understand their communities in terms of who the students are, um, who's in their class, what the what the the uh, watermark is of their school. They understand the cultural importance, the gender uh, issues. There's a whole host of knowledge and and understanding that sits behind someone's performance that we pick up in those list of competencies. So we've got the competencies, then we've got the broader wealth of worldly knowledge that we have that's a professional knowledge about the field. So there's an issue about how we've been defining quality teaching. And I think what we're looking for is something that picks up on the ripples, the enduring impact that teachers have on the lives of learners. What is that? There's an essence in quality teaching. 
that's added to all of those other components that makes the difference. Unfortunately, though, what we tend to do is we use proxy measures of quality. We look at student outcomes and we say, well, that must be a quality teacher because look at the student outcomes. Well, it's part of the picture, as I say. We say, well, the teacher's got a lot of experience, so therefore it's a quality teacher. We talk, we talk about the teacher's qualifications and say that they're, because they're highly qualified, we've got quality. They're proxy measures. And that's probably because it's hard to measure the sorts of qualities I'm talking about. In this section of the keynote, Nan talks about Paul Whitty's 1947 research into the 12 personality traits of an effective teacher. Even children as young as six are able to articulate attributes for teacher quality better than we seem to be able to. Witty, now I'm going again back last century, 1947 now, this time I wasn't alive. He asked 12,000 grade two kids to talk about the attributes and characteristics of a teacher who's helped them most. And they cited these things and they're going to be in rank order. So this is the first thing. Okay, so there's a kid writing on the board. She likes doing that. Cooperative democratic attitude. I, I suspect somebody's turned the kids' words <laughs> into something we understand a bit better. But anyway, that's how it was interpreted, okay? I'd go back, I don't even know if Witty's still around, but anyway. But certainly that was number one on, on the list that apparently came from these kids. Kindliness. Now, that's a word that might come from kids because I've never heard of it before. Kindliness. And consideration for the individual. Patience. Wide interests. You need wide interests, don't you? Because your kids have got all wide interests and you need to be able to go up and say to a kid, you know, something about horses and then this one's something about dance and that one you need to be talking about how important it is to have the right coloured shoelaces these days. There's so many different things. This one people um, get a bit upset about, personal appearance and pleasing manner. But the kids came up with it and I think that it's a thing, actually. We're finding it with... Uh, Pre-service teachers, if, if they don't look like they care for themselves, um, that's, that's an issue. And if they don't have a pleasing manner, it's an issue. Fairness and impartiality. Sense of humour. A good disposition and consistent behaviour. Interest in the pupil's problems. Flexibility. <laughs> Use of recognition and praise. Now, this is what Mrs Clark did for me. You know, she praised me. I probably didn't deserve it, but, gee, it made me feel good. And then they still think you need to be proficient in your teaching areas. But, these, but what I'm saying, these kids identify them as qualities, but I'm saying they need to be professionalised, OK? It's not enough to just have these lovely things. And in my monograph, I picked up on those ones. Now this is where Nan dives a little deeper to explore some of these attributes in greater detail. What about kindliness and consideration for the individual? Well, again, I think that that's a professional skill. 
That's about differentiated learning, but it's about differentiating the way you relate to students. It's not just about figuring out how the content ought to be packaged to meet the needs of a particular learner, their understanding and so forth. It's about how you are and the relationship that you establish with those kids. And you need to understand a whole range of things to be able to do that well. The professional knowledge of, of kids with ADHD, the professional knowledge that you might have of kids that um, are struggling with, with um, outside, outside issues with home structures and, and so forth. You bring professional knowledge to the way you engage as a kind person. And you, your kindness is shown in the way that you expect students to perform on tasks. Fairness and impartiality. Being fair is not being the same, as you're aware. Um, so thinking about how, how, your, how fairness plays into the relationship between curriculum, pedagogy and assessment. It's no good having an assessment that's not an authentic ref uh, reflection of what the kids have learnt and the way that they've practised it. You know? That's being fair. It's a professional framework. And sense of humour, well, people have senses of humour and, you know, there are people that have got a good sense of humour that you wouldn't want them teaching for a number of reasons. <laughs> but um, what I'm talking about, I've, I've had some fantastic teachers with really good, you know, a, a really good sense of humour. And what they've been able to do is make a learning moment come to life by finding the funny, you know? And by using funny and humour in a way to break the mood for students. It's a professional skill. And how you do that is really quite a nuanced thing. You need to be really professionally well-groomed to use it well. To conclude her address, Nan summarises the range of competencies that we need to develop and implement in our role as teachers. It's not just competencies. They're in there, but it's not enough. It's not just the knowledge and the worldly characteristics. It's not just that purpose for teaching, because we've picked out how to assess people with the right appropriate purposes. The thing that makes a difference between someone that's okay and adequate as a teacher and someone who is the best teacher for a child to set them up for the rest of their life as a learner is one that can bring to bear their personal qualities in a professional way. And I think we have an obligation as a, a community of professionals to shine a light on that and find ways of actually developing it because I think that they're things that can be taught and developed and shown and demonstrated and modelled. Some of those things you only learn vicariously by watching other people. That's all for this special episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or www.soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. To access the latest articles, videos and infographics from teacher, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by Sydney Living Museums, caring for 12 of the most important historic houses, gardens and museums in New South Wales. Find out more about their curriculum-linked history excursions and accredited professional development courses via sydneylivingmuseums.com.au.
www.ac.edu.au forward slash education.